are listening to the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training. Welcome to this week's episode of the Gospel Project for Adults Weekly Leader Training Podcast. This is Daniel Davis. This week we're looking at Unit 18, Session 3, titled A Proclaiming Priest. In the previous session, we read about Nehemiah's burden for the city and people of Jerusalem, and the ways the Lord led Nehemiah and provided for him. With Nehemiah's arrival in Jerusalem, the former cupbearer turned governor of the region began to rebuild their city and their identity. This, of course, began with rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. As with most big projects, the city's inhabitants had their share of troubles, both inside and out. Enemies from without disparaged their work and threatened violence, causing Nehemiah to divide the workforce, with one half working on the construction and the other half standing guard, ready to defend their countrymen. Those same enemies even sought to target and intimidate Nehemiah as an individual. Yet he continued to pray and entrust himself to the Lord. And from within their own people, opportunists with the means to do so took advantage of their own countrymen, lending money and charging interest, even leading to some of the people's children being sold into slavery. Nehemiah put a stop to this selfish and disobedient behavior and took means to reunite the families. But through all the distractions, drama, and danger, Nehemiah's one-sentence prayers to the Lord in heaven sustained him and his people as they painstakingly rebuilt the wall in 52 days which effectively silenced their enemies because they could not deny the work that had been accomplished by the Lord. So says Nehemiah 6, 15-16. But then came the even larger challenge. The people were protected and safe behind their newly reconstructed wall. But who would this people be? Would they be those who despised their God and their people, rendering them subject to another exile? Or would they be the people the Lord had called them to be in His word? This is the subject of Nehemiah 8, which we look at this week. In point 1, we see from Nehemiah 8, verses 1-8, through that God's people are those who gather to hear the word of the Lord. At the outset of this point, know going into it with your group that there are a number of unfamiliar and difficult names in the scripture passage. So we encourage you, the teacher, to read this passage aloud yourself and save any volunteers the potential for embarrassment. But getting into the details... Take this passage as an opportunity to emphasize the key doctrine, authority of Scripture. God's people gather to hear God's Word because they believe it carries authority as God's Word. Believers read the Bible on their own and gather together in worship services and Bible studies in order to hear from God through the gracious gift He has given to us in the Scriptures, both the Old and the New Testaments. If you follow the teaching plan, you will ask the question, What are some ways we submit to the authority of God's Word? But before you launch into this question, read, or have a volunteer read, the Voices from Church History quote in the sidebar. This is on page 130 in your leader guide, and page 110 in the Daily Discipleship Guide for your group members. This quote from John Stott is challenging. We need to repent of the haughty ways in which we sometimes stand in judgment upon Scripture, and must learn to sit humbly under its judgment instead. If we come to Scripture with our minds made up, expecting to hear from it only an echo of our own thoughts and never the thunderclap of God's, then indeed He will not speak to us and we shall only be confirmed in our own prejudices. Now, to sit humbly under the judgment of Scripture must be taken metaphorically. 
for the renewed people of Judah stood up as Ezra read the law from the platform. Perhaps your church has a tradition of doing just this, and you've wondered why. Well, it may be your church came by it honestly in light of this passage. But whether your church or Sunday school group sits or stands with the reading of Scripture, notice that the reading, translating, and giving the meaning of the words, phrases, paragraphs, and books is what God uses to speak to and change His people. And you as a teacher of a Sunday school group have this incredible opportunity and privilege to explain God's Word to the people in your group. Please don't take this lightly, but neither should you feel overwhelmed by the task. You have the Holy Spirit with you to strengthen you for this awesome role. So pray as Nehemiah did and ask the Lord for His wisdom and favor as you lead your group through God's Word. With point two, we see the proper responses to God's Word. As Ezra read from God's law to the assembled people, and the Levites made sure the people understood what they were hearing, the people began to weep and grieve, presumably over their sins and the sins of their ancestors that were being called out in what Ezra was reading. This, of course, is an appropriate response to God's word. As 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. God's Word rebukes and corrects those who hear it in faith. But we ought not get stuck in that mode of grief, because God's Word rebukes and corrects in order to train and equip God's Word for every good work. Therefore, even in the grief of conviction, God's people should display the joy of the Lord. On this occasion, with Ezra reading the law to the people, in essence, the nation of Israel was being reconstituted with its proper spiritual foundation being relayed. God's covenant with Abraham, through Moses, to David, and to all the people of Israel was being renewed in their hearing, and their conviction at the hearing of God's word was the evidence and a reason for their subsequent rejoicing. In point three, we read about God's people uniting to obey the commands of the Lord. After a day of contrition and rejoicing at the hearing of God's word, the people, specifically the family heads, gathered again for more. In their study, they discovered that they were on the eve of a prescribed festival, the Festival of Shelters or the Festival of Booths. So they led all their families and all the people to prepare for and to celebrate this festival, which required eight days of living outside their normal routine to remember and reflect upon God's faithfulness and provision in the exodus of their people from their slavery in Egypt. And through it all, Ezra was there reading from the book of the law of God every day. In this point, you want to emphasize for your group the blessing of being in God's word regularly, even daily, and obeying what the Lord calls his children to do. This will look different for believers on this side of Jesus' coming, crucifixion, and resurrection, which fulfilled the law and the prophets. But our obedience will be no less inconvenient at times and no less meaningful ever. In fact, the joy of the Lord is to be found in hearing God's word and obeying his word. When God's people heard the reading of his word in Nehemiah 8, they confessed their sins and committed to obeying God's law in response. The people, however, would fail to obey God as they had promised. As fallen human beings, no matter our commitments and challenges to ourselves and from others, we will fail to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, 
and to love our neighbors as ourselves. So we should expect God's Word to regularly convict us of sin. But God's Word also points us forward to joy, which is to be found in the truest obedience to God's Word, coming to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in faith. Jesus is the Word of God, to whom the written Word of God bears witness. And He takes away our sin, gives us His righteousness, and changes our hearts so we can obey God with joy. Because we have received salvation through Jesus, the Word of God, believers in Jesus Christ seek to worship Him in all we do as a way to proclaim His glory to the nations so that others may see, hear, and believe in Jesus, the Word of God. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.